Hello and welcome to Homeopathy at Home with Melissa. If you're ready to be independent in helping your family with acute and chronic conditions in a more natural way, if you're interested in learning how to use homeopathy at home, and if you enjoy positive, encouraging messages, then this is the podcast for you. Click subscribe, grab some coffee or tea, a pen and a notebook, and get ready to learn how to use homeopathy at home in your family. The information in this podcast and its transcription is to be used for education only. The suggestions here should not replace the advice of your medical doctor, and you should never stop any prescription medications without the advice and direction of your doctor. I am not a physician, I am not prescribing, and I am not making healthcare decisions for you. It is your choice to use the information provided here and in any future communications with me regarding homeopathy and natural health care. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Homeopathy at Home with Melissa. Hey, Melissa. Hey there. So excited to be with you again today, Bree. Me too. If you missed last time, we talked about ADHD. So Mm -hmm. go back and listen. I think that'll be helpful in this week's. We're going to cover hyperactivity. So some of the remedies that we covered in ADHD, we will talk about again. But because it's hyperactivity, not ADHD, there's going to be other remedies in here and we might cover it from a different angle and have different information. But I do think, I mean, it's always helpful to go back. If you're taking notes, especially you can be adding to your notes Mm -hmm. each week. So I'm looking forward to this. I feel like if you're a mom of a young child or school age child, um, but honestly, many adults that I know are just now realizing that maybe a lot of their anxiety is actually ADHD or this hyperactivity part or certain things like that, that have affected their life a lot. They had no idea they had. So Um, and just as, as a side note, but kind of going along with, you know, when you said, if you're taking notes, you should be taking notes. So this is not so, okay, you could treat this podcast, at, not I don't mean this episode, but the whole show, the podcast, as um, as one that you just listen to while you're cleaning, while you're cooking, while you're doing the dishes, while you're driving. You sure can. You can definitely do that. I love to do that. Um, but at some point, you're going to want to sit down with your notebook and get this stuff in your notes. And remember, it's it's transcribed onto the blog. Yeah. So you can just go to the blog. And, um, and, and get it from there. Um, somebody just recently said to me again, I, I really wish you would just sell your notes. And I said to her, that's basically what the podcast is. I am giving you my notes for free. If you go back, if you are taking notes by the time when, when we're finished, if we ever get finished, right? Because there's so much to learn in homeopathy. You are getting my 20 plus years of notes in these podcasts. I'm giving you my notes for free. And I can vouch for that because I can, I have access to not, not all of your notes, but some of your, this kind of notes. 
Mm-hmm. And this is a lot of information. So I think it's very generous of you to compile all of that and share it this way. So I love it. I want people to know how to use homeopathy. I want people to have the power and to, and to heal and get better. I just, you know what? Yeah. So, I I mean, I feel like I feel, yeah, I charge for things that, that I really need to. And then I'm just like, here, you can have it. So, cause I want people to know it. All right. So let's start with metarinum. Metarinum is a nozode. And if you don't know what nozodes are, um, it's usually a remedy made from diseased tissue or sputum of, of a person who had the disease. And um, so the person, the, the person could be a child or an adult who is hyperactive, who needs metarinum might exhibit the symptoms that I'm going to go through now. Um, they might have had a history of gonorrhea in the family. So, um, you might not know that if your grandfather or your dad had gonorrhea, you're likely not going to know that that's not going to be written down somewhere. It's not going to be a family story they're talking about, (laughs) right? So you might have to do some digging and you might never find out that's something that's hidden, right? That's something that you're not going to, there's not going to be free knowledge of. So, um, you might have to do some digging and see if you can find out. Um, usually this person, um, contracted gonorrhea, got antibiotics that suppressed the gonorrhea, and then they had a child and the child is hyperactive. So this is a way that it can come into the picture. So gonorrhea was huge in our country a long time ago. And so there were a lot of people who got gonorrhea. And um, took antibiotics. That was the only thing they knew to do. Suppressed it. They had children. Their children were hyperactive. And even then their children, so their grandchildren could be hyperactive because of this. Um, So gonorrhea is a big etiology for many problems, such as prostate issues, vaginitis, ovarian cysts, all pelvic problems. They get suppressed and then you get breast cancer um, and other problems that just go deeper and deeper. Suppression pushes pushes diseases and pathology deeper and deeper into the system. That's why we don't suppress with allopathic medications. We uproot with homeopathy. So the um, metarinum one is the wild child. They have wild energy. So this is not just a lot of energy, like my sweet little puppy that just runs around, you know, mm-hmm. and does all the things. This is a wild energy. And in fact, I'm, I'm going to tell a quick story. Um, yesterday, my oldest son was telling me, um, oh, it was so it was so funny. So my youngest son was going to have some friends over yesterday. And my oldest son said, and they share a room, my oldest son and my youngest son share a room. And, and my oldest son said, do I need to put my guitars away? Like my things? And I said, oh no, they're not. They're really good kids. They're calm. Um, you know, no, you don't, you don't have to worry, worry about, they're not young, you know, is what I was saying. And Chandler, the oldest one said, do you remember that kid? He named the kid. He would come to our house 
and he would just everything he touched he broke it and he would he would break things and he would he would just like throw it throw it down in Chandler's room and go to the next thing and Chandler was like why are you breaking everything and I said that's ADHD like that's a symptom of ADHD or hyperactivity so this is like they're like the again the bull in the china shop they have this wild energy um that's about them they're fitful they're not consistent um they have one or two good days and then start having temper tantrums and acting wild and um they lose all their restraints they just have they can't control themselves they're very restless spacey bored Uh, precocious sexually um they're worse at night dull and sluggish all day um their energy comes up as the day goes on and then after sunset it's the highest so these poor mamas and daddies they're trying to go to bed and here they are with all their energy Uh uh-huh so i have a question though if it says this wild energy but dull and sluggish all day does that really mean that most of this energy does come out in those evening hours? Or is this again, just, it doesn't have to fit that exactly. It just fits a lot of these things. That's right. So exactly. We never have to fit the picture 100%. Um, and it's so likely this wild energy is going to be worse at night, but it's probably, I've seen these kids. It's probably all day too. That's what I'm saying. I've never seen them be dull during the day. They're yeah. Maybe so that, that is more of an adult presentation. I don't know. Could be. It it very well could be. You're exactly right. It could be the adult presentation. Um, and also the metarhinum person has a tendency to discharges, especially from the nose or mucus in the lungs. So metarhinum has an overproduction. They have an overproduction of mucus um, and discharges. Um, so think of sinusitis. So they have chronic sinusitis, lots of thick mucus, um, allergies that are more focused in the sinuses. Again, they get bored easily. They're easily distracted. So, you know, we're, we're thinking again with the ADD, the ADHD, short attention span never slows down. Um, they can be angry and rebellious and have a very large appetite. They are just very hungry kids. They want to eat all the time. They're burning all this energy with their wild, their wild energy. And then they want to eat, eat, eat. They really do crave oranges, orange juice, sour fruits, green apples, lemons, citrus. So they like all the sour things. Do you know what this reminds me of? (laughs) Have you seen Lilo and Stitch, the Disney movie? (laughs) it is this little like alien monster who just like he's wild and he just eats everything like there's these really funny little memes of this little creature so Mm -hmm. if you have seen Lilo and Stitch okay it's like a little stitch I'm going to send you a video after this and you're going to laugh yes um so this child becomes rebellious in school around seven to nine years old and they get in fights at school. Man, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about some friends that I had in school. Boys, there were usually boys yeah. that were doing all of this. Um, this is like first, second, third grade. So this is, yeah. I do feel like that is the time where a lot of people do have trouble 
Um, or thinking if I, they need to hold the boy back or he just can't handle school or things like that, which to be fair, that's a lot of time to sit down for any little kid. Yeah. That yeah. age. Yeah. Um, they're out of control and then, and then they're apologetic and sweet. So they have these metarinum swings wildly between, so that wild is another, it's just like a recurring word. Metarinum swings wildly between symptoms and moods um, and yeah, just how they control themselves, their bodies and what they do. So then they can't sit, you know, in school. So their, their hardest time of the day is in school. And then these are the kids that get the, is it Adderall? Is that yeah, what it is? That's yeah. one of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they get the medicine and makes them like a zombie so that they can sit still so that the, so that everybody else can be happy. And I know a few people um, as adults who take this so they can go to work and like focus. Wow. Yeah. Otherwise it's just crazy. They want to eat all the time or they want to do certain things like that and can't focus on what they're doing. And so they'll take it. So they're really subdued and can focus on their work. Yeah. So remedy homeopathy can help. It takes that time. Is so encouraging to people. I hope there's some people who are like, this is just a new option for you. Yeah. So just know if you're an adult, it takes time and um, because you're older. So the, the longer you've had the thing, then the, um, I'm sorry, I'm distracted. So what do you keep seeing out there? My puppy took off towards the woods about five minutes ago. He was chasing something and I was like, uh Oh, and so I've, I've watched Paul stand right here and call for him and call for him and call for him. And he hasn't come. And so then, so then Paul went and jumped on the four wheeler and right as soon as he got like right here where I could see him, here comes trigger. Here comes trigger. Of course. <laughs> I'm just like, wondering. Yeah, the four-wheeler sounds fun. Yeah. I wonder what he took off after. I hope he finds out. That's so interesting. Living out here in the country is so interesting. All the things that we see and the, just the oh, cool stuff. Yeah. That's fine. I okay. can't wait. One day we'll be out in the country. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I love being outside. So I'm sitting here looking out a window where, um, I really would love to be. It's cold out there. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and I do not have ADHD. <laughs> I, <really don't. laughs> I, I didn't even think it. of that. That's very ironic. <laughs> okay. That's funny. So, um, they crave sweets and they're worse for sweets. They cannot, um, they can't handle the sweets. It makes them so much worse and they crave them. So then they are better at the ocean. So you'll notice um, <clears throat> these kids or even adults when they're at the ocean side or, you know, at the beach is what we call it here. They feel better. They're calmer. They might sleep better. They might focus better. Gosh, that's and, every person I feel like. Oh, no. Well, you would think some people. Yeah, I don't me, think some people yeah. really don't. So I shouldn't say that, but. I don't even, I don't have hot flashes when I'm at the beach. No, no, no. I know. I should well, move. Come visit whatever you want. I should move there. Okay. Um, they crave stimulation. They need that. They need all of the video games and the, the videos and the screen. That sensory stuff. The what? The sensory stuff. Yeah. All the things. Yeah. They crave it. 
They need that stimulation. They love loud music, hard rock and dancing. That reminds me of one of yours says, turn it up, mommy, louder, louder. Play it bursting loud. <laughs> like, okay. Um, they, they're happier when they're stimulated. They really, really need it and love it. <clears throat> so these, um, these older people like smoking and drugs for stimulation. They'll use those things to, for the stimulation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this takes all the normal childhood emotions to the extreme, this remedy. So not, I don't mean the remedy makes that, but it's like I said, the, they wildly swing with their emotions and everything. Um, they, they are extremely in love or extracted, attracted to animals or extremely mean to animals. They can be both. They can really love animals, but then Mm -hmm. kind of be not like, not like total torture. I've seen this, but like, let me see what this, what they'll do if I just little things like, and then they don't want you to see them doing it. Like they're like, they'll look, they know they shouldn't be doing whatever they're doing. It's just a little bit of torture, you know, not, (laughs) (laughs) Not or maybe to like little brothers or little sisters. I'm just kidding. I don't know if that's a real thing, (laughs) but, um, so if they're both and they really do love the animals, but they can be kind of mean to them, or they might just be really extremely mean to animals. Like they can be really, uh, really cruel to animals. Um, they can be extremely timid and shy or very aggressive and mean. So one, you know, one or the other, or they could swing wildly between the two states. Um, fitful and unstable nature. They might have warts and moles. They have lots of growths. Um, remember, metarinum is an oh, over, yeah. overproduction. So they have growths. They have warts and moles and freckles and skin tags and polyps. Um uh, fibroids, they have all these growths inside and out. Um, they crave salty and sweet foods. They have a lot of fears. They think someone is looking at them through their window in the dark. Um, they might seem spaced out and wild and they have a tendency towards asthma. They might sleep in the knee and elbow position, but pointing to the ceiling. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like they're, they've got their knees they're like curled up with on their bellies kind of, but their butts up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Like that little mm-hmm. baby position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they can have sensitive feet that hurt a lot or stand or they can't stand for their feet to be touched. I'm laughing because I have a friend who cannot stand yes. for her feet to be touched. It's extreme too. People like that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I used to aggravate her and just be like, like touch them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, so these children don't grow well. And um, they, their mind might be dull and weak. They might have a poor memory, problems learning in school. <clears throat> parents with a lot. So they're the kid who is hyperactive, their parents might have lots of warts and discharges and, and chronic recurrent sinus infections or vaginitis. So you always ask for, you know, get the whole history. The family history is important. Right. In our case taking process. 
So um, there might be a history of arthritis in the family, um, alcoholism in the family, um, parents who are very promiscuous, you know, and maybe slept around a lot before marriage or whatever. Um, family who did not, who did a lot of drugs. So maybe their parents did a lot of drugs or their brothers or sisters. Uh, They might have panic attacks and they don't care who knows who they really are. They're not trying to hide their behaviors and their, their things. So something I feel like I want to say, because it's been helpful as I've learned in general, when we talk about remedies and sometimes we say these really weird things, mm-hmm. um, like the have sensitive feet that don't like to be touched. That's, I have found that those things have always seemed super weird until you get a person or take a case or something, or you're the one feeling something and you say something very specific like that. So you might not have, not everyone, some of those random things mm-hmm. might not, they might not have those at all. But then you might get a person here and there who say that super weird random thing and that fits exactly Mm -hmm. to a remedy. And it happens more often than I've expected where people use words or phrases that I'm like, oh my word, I remember learning that remedy and thought that was so strange or so specific. And it really is a thing. Okay. So when somebody says something very specific like that. And then it triggers your memory. You're like, wait a minute. I remember learning about that. Then if you've kept good notes, you can go to your notes and search that word. That yes, phrase. That's the problem that I had. <laughs> yes. Take good notes. You guys seriously yeah. do the notes it because somewhere it took Google, me too long. Yeah. Google docs or one note or whatever. Yep. All right. So Tuberculinum. Tuberculinum. So tuberculinum is also a nosode and it's made from the sputum of a patient with tuberculosis. They have a tendency to sore throats, colds, coughs, and bronchitis. So this hyperactive person has that tendency. They, um, and it usually skips generations. They, there might be two sides to the personality. So they can be very sweet and loving and then be very mean and malicious. So this is like a, like a, almost like a double personality. Um, they're known for their obstinance. They're very obstinate. They're persistent. <clears throat> they do what they want to do, no matter what the consequences are. Um, they're hard-headed, stubborn. What are you laughing at, Bree? I'm just, these remedies make me laugh because I just think of my son that we talked about. Yeah. I just see these and him and not in a bad way. I, he is not like a crazy kid, but it's, I'm sweetly thinking of these moments of my day where I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> I know this. I know this person. Yep. Um, they might have a malicious intent, throw tantrums. They get mean and want to bite or throw things or break things with full intent. they are hyperactive at a very young age and have problems sleeping at a very young age. So they can be capricious, um, have lots of swollen glands, especially tonsils and adenoids. They might have nightmares or night terrors. Um, They 
will have a tendency to hit their head um, and want to hit their head against the wall or the floor or something when they're mad. Mm. They might have a fear of dogs and cats, have cat allergies, cats disgust them. Um, They might have night sweats, emaciation with big glands, tendency to grind the teeth at night while sleeping, better in the mountain air, in the pine forest and hot, dry climate. So you always ask the person what climate they feel better in or what, you know, do they, do they prefer the mountains or the beach is a great Mm -hmm. question to ask people. Um, This can be families that have lived in lots of different places. (laughs) Not me. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Um, And you know what? Something to observe. Like my, my son won't be able to tell me, oh, I, he might be able to now I feel great at the beach or the mountains. mm -hmm. Um, But that's something I can observe. That's right. That's true observation. So this is also one like metarhinum where the grandparents might have met in metarhinum, the grandparents might've had gonorrhea and tubercul- tuberculinum. The grandparents um, might have had um, tuberculosis and it's passed down from generation to generation. And the whole family is restless and the child has never been able to form relationships with people. And they always want something else. Mm. They can't figure out what they will, tr- what will truly make them happy. So it, they feel like they can't, they can't find what makes them happy. Um, they have a high metabolism, so they're usually thinner. Doesn't mean that a, a heavier person doesn't need tuberculinum, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but they, they might be thinner. They eat often. They crave cold milk and ice cream and smoked meats. That's a big one. So your bacon, and your ice cream, and your cold milk. Um, and the milk could be very bothersome to them. Maybe it hurts their stomach or makes them worse, but they still crave it. Um, they have a tendency to get colds easily. And again, they're dissatisfied. Nobody knows what will please them. They don't even, they don't even know what will please them. They have temper tantrums with great discontentment. They just, yeah, they, they just can't be pleased. It is just crazy to me how much of our health is genetic. And I know this is kind of a rabbit trail. But, um, I hear about my husband as a child and he was very similar and even stuff like the, like tuberculinum being, um, a tuberculosis nosode and the tendency to have like bronchitis and colds. And they talk about that when he was a child, he'd get croup all the time or Mm -hmm. asthma as a child. And then now he's totally fine. And now we have, um, a couple sons who are very prone mm-hmm. to the same sort of thing. So anyway, that's probably a whole other podcast we could do yeah. on genetic like mm-hmm. factors Myasms. and things like that. So the genetics is your miasms. And yeah, I think we'll do a we'll do a podcast. Have we not? We haven't yet on my I don't think we yeah. have. I feel like that'd have to be like a series. <laughs> One thing. Yeah. <laughs> um do you want to do basilinum? Yeah, sure. So these are a few that we did not include the next probably three or there's several in here now that we um, are different yeah. from the hyperactive or the ADHD podcast. So the first one is basilinum. Um, so what is this a nosode for, right? This is also a nosode. It says tubercular basilis. So is that a different type of 
Yeah, so um, basilinum and bacillus. So if you're looking at, um, if you're looking at a, a pharmacy and you're wanting to buy basilinum, you might see it also as bacillus, but it's also, it's like a form of, or a different, um, it's like a form of tuberculosis. Okay. Um, so these people also, and this does make sense in that same vein, they may also have the tendency to get colds and coughs and sore throats, just like the tuberculinum person. Um, give 30 C basilinum 30 C every day. You think to take away the tendency once a day. Yeah. And it says also whooping cough or bronchitis. And if they get that often and all of the other remedies aren't working, try Vaselinum 30 C. So maybe the same sort of thing, um, to uproot that tendency. Also, um, ringworm. And I'm assuming these mean chronically where you're dealing with these issues a lot, as well as the hyperactivity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, it covers tubercular meningitis. So that's when you, you would use Vaselinum is that as a protocol for that acutely, or is this also, um, chronically? Yeah. Acutely. Yeah. Tubercular meningitis. Interesting. Yeah. That sounds not fun. Tubercular meningitis also known as, oh, okay. Sorry. It's the same. It is. That is TB. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know that either. So you know what? Maybe there's a lot of people who didn't. Maybe you didn't know. Well, we didn't know that. Um, again, these people have a constant disposition to catch colds and may have asthma. So that is vaselinum. Mm-hmm. Tubercular bacillus. Tuberculosis. Um... <clears throat> Tuberculosis and leprosy are bacterial diseases. Okay, blah, blah, blah. All right, tuberculosis, um, infectious disease that is caused by the tubercular bacillus. Okay, okay. So basilinum is the, is taken from a different place. So the bacillus. Okay. The tuberculinum is taken from the sputum and basilinum is taken from the bacillus. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so that does make sense that there is some overlap there. Yeah, absolutely. And you can, I'm sure, look these up in the Materia Medica too and see if there's more specific differentials between the two for your oh, person. Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely look at the look at the materia medica um, to to know the differences. Basilinum isn't a hugely used one, um, <clears throat> so anyway, there we just did research right in the middle of the podcast. Yep, great. Always learning new stuff. That's right. Keeping it real. I can't keep all the things in my brain. <laughs> you want to do iodum? Yeah, iodum is another one. Many of these. That's not a, um, that's not a nozone, is it? No, I don't, mm -mm. no. So these 
hyperactive people may have a hyper metabolism. So they're high metabolism, hypermetabolic state. So they are full of energy and they need food to keep them going. They may have um, thyroid problems, specifically hyperthyroidism. They are hot-blooded, aggravated by not eating. We call this hangry. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they need (laughs) that food. Part of that's probably that metabolism, Mm -hmm. but, and that appetite. Um, They might eat a lot. They burn it off and then they're starving again. And because of that, they may not gain weight easily due to all that energy and the high metabolism. Again, they have a tendency to those swollen glands and are very restless and hyperactive. They walk fast. Like they're always in a hurry. That's funny. I know people like that. They walk fast and they talk fast. So the iodine person talks really quickly. Um, now I'm thinking I need to slow down and talk slowly. (laughs) Um, they, if they're quiet could be a sign of anxiety. And they have sudden impulses to run and maybe be violent. Everything is just revved up and fast. So that reminds me of that, um, like, like super, not twitchy is not the word I'm thinking of, but jerky behavior. Like you're just going from one thing to the next, like a little, like yeah. a squirrel type deal. That's what I picture. Squirrel. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I added that. I mean, that might not be in the material medica, but that's what I think of when I think of that. They just run to the next place. They eat a bunch of food. They, everything mm-hmm. needs to be done super fast. I've never seen a squirrel yeah. do anything slow. <laughs> they have abundant energies with iodine people, not squirrels. I mean, they do, <laughs> but now we're back to iodine. Um, so they have that ravenous hunger, are really thirsty. And get anxious and worry if they don't eat. And so they're just really irritable wow. without food. And iodine is iodine. It's potentized iodine. Yeah. That is cool. Yes. So that makes sense. Why it would, yeah. Why it would affect, be good for hyperthyroidism. Yep. Yeah. That is <laughs> mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Weight gain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think oh, we have a few more that are pretty weight. short. Right. Yeah. The, the opposite yeah, of the hypothyroid is where you gain weight, right? Yeah, that's right. And hyper is you get thin. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am. I've got my materia medica here and I'm just um, getting the names, like what these things are in their whole form. So if you want to, do you feel like you're yeah, Yep. Anacardium is the marking nut, which I have no idea what that is. I've seen a picture. It's a nut. And we're talking about anacardium oriental. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. There is another one. Um, These people are generally very sick with really poor confidence and violent behavior. um, Anacardium is the main remedy for abused children, physically abused children. We have a podcast on that. Yes. Um, and these people are, oh, you mean the abuse, the abuse podcast. I was thinking about that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Anacardian people are worse from certain foods and better from eating certain foods. And it doesn't specify. So that might be something when you are taking a case to just think about if they have really specific things. Right. If they just say make them always, feel better or these always make me feel worse. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then um, stramonium is next. That's Jimson weed. Jimson. Yep. Jimson weed. I have no idea what that is. Jimson weed. <laughs> so stramonium people are similar to anacardium, but more violent. Um, has animal-like eyes. Is this meaning like they're just really yeah. like intense? Yeah. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what I'm picturing. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like they are like possessed or might make animal noises. Now they might not actually do that. So you might have to you know, that's just the description. These people might hallucinate. They might fear dogs and be really scared of the dark. And they may see things, whether it's ghosts or spirits or monsters, whatever. The, I think um, this is also a night terror remedy. Yeah. So you might like when you go in and your kid is just totally freaked out at night. And we have used yeah. Tremonium for night have you terrors. Ever- you have? Yeah. So I was going to say, if you've ever seen a night, a kid have a night terror, like when you go in there, because they're screaming, right? And you get up yeah. out of your bed to go in there. Um, they're, they're wide eyed and like, you think yeah. they're awake and you're like, what is wrong? Um, and, and they are like usually happen crazed. around. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And yeah. they usually happen around five to seven years old. So I feel like this, like reading mm-hmm. these keynotes of it, make it sound like this is a super freaky experience. And I mean, it is for a child. But when you're saying hallucinates or sees things, we're not, not talking about like an actual psych episode here. We're talking about like, you know, like a kid, when they see things, they think they see a monster in their closet or they're totally yeah. in a dreamland. Um, so um, keep that in mind. So that is all for stramonium. And we have one more. This one yeah. always makes me laugh that it's made. <laughs> you can go ahead and do tarantula. tarantula. I lost my phone charger. <laughs> is your phone going to die? No, we'll be okay. okay. We're almost done. All right. So why do they call this tarantula and not just tarantula? Like it's so... I- isn't that weird? I don't it's know. Almost tarantula. So I wonder if, um, I wonder if that's like the real. Oh yeah. Like the Latin. Yes. Word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense. That's what every other one is. And we just, in English say tarantula. We really got creative. So tarantula. <laughs> tarantula affects the nervous system greatly. This is this is um, severely hyper, and their body cannot stay still. So this is your drummers, your musicians, your dancers, your people that love to dance. But especially, um, and, um, one day, well, actually, a few times recently, I've been sitting. I've been at. Am I breaking up? You did just break up some. I didn't want to interrupt you, but when you said the drummers and the dancers, right after that, you broke up. Okay. Um, just recently I've been a few times in the same place and have seen 
these young people, they're, they're, they're younger than me and their foot is just going. They're just sitting there and their foot's going. And that's what, that's, that's kind of the picture. There's something there. These drummers, they just sit around and like do the air drums, um, you know, and they're always moving. They're always, they're just like, they're, it's usually their foot or their leg. You know, they're just constantly moving. That's, that's the tarantula um, nervous system. They're, they're hyperactive, um, full of nervous energy and um, they can't keep still. So this is extreme restlessness. Um, they've got to keep in constant motion and they're very sensitive to music. They really, they love it and they're moved by it and they're just, um, it gets them really excited. Um, they're very clever. They're full of mischief and trickery. And, um, this remedy can help the person who maybe is, um, at hospice house. Right. And is on is it's they're in their last days or the last hours and it can help them um, just to to be soothed and calm. But also, arsenicum can do that also. So if they're if they have a real fear of dying, arsenicum can help them. And then, you know, um, as believers in Jesus, we're going to be focused on like, OK, let's. Let's get our comfort from the Lord, you know, where there's no fear in dying and we can, there's so much that we can do. Um, is she in labor? We no, both just not. Mind. I know. <laughs> Sorry, Kelsey, you're on the podcast. He's not in labor. Okay. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's wonderful. So how funny this whole, um, hyperactivity podcast. I was quite, I was quite hyperactive. I was distracted a couple of times. I lost things. I also was just thinking too, we always like to add in other great little things to add into your life, little baby steps or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking, as you were talking about the nervous system that for, I bet for anyone, but especially for these ADHD hyperactivity people, the people who struggle with that, um, seeing a good nervous system chiropractor. Ooh, yes. Very greatly help you. And there, it is different. So I'm not going to go into all that here, but, um, you can Google like directories of nervous system specific chiropractors who help your body physically relearn how to regulate. I agree. Yeah. It's just something that crossed my mind. I wanted to share. That's so good. Um, remember a few weeks ago when I had hives and I went to the chiropractor and I said, I have hives and I don't know, you know what we had a death in the family. And that was just a lot of extra stress and grief. Um, and I didn't know if it was that, or if I was having an allergic reaction and he was like, all right. So he checked me out and C3 was out and C3 affects the nervous system. Mm -hmm. So because C3 was out, he was like, it's nerves. It's, you know, it's the, that's amazing. right? And it is great. Like God just gave us so much, so many resources where these can, a remedy can help a ton. I have noticed in all of this moving and all of the stress of, you know, all the things in our new life here, well, it's wonderful. I've Mm -hmm. noticed I missed the chiropractor for a few weeks and I started feeling those, like the days where I'm so overwhelmed and like jittery. 
And of course there is time with the Lord. And so I take, I mean, I should, we were just talking about remedy options, but it also does help because your body, even physically getting that little bit of an adjustment. Yeah. Can so us. Yeah. yeah. So good. All right. That's hyperactivity. Um, I'm excited. Next time we start our Materia Medica Monday. Awesome. We're okay. So in two weeks, two weeks, we're starting Materia Medica Mondays. And so every, I don't know, every other Monday or something we'll do, um, we'll do a remedy where we really dig deep into the Materia Medica and see what, uh, what kind of things that one room. So mo- usually we do conditions and what remedies are good for that. And that's awesome to have in your notes. But you also need to know your remedies. So Materia Medica Mondays is going to be um, hopefully help you learn your remedies. Um, <clears throat> do we know what we're doing next week? I think I semisifuga. Mean, is that how you say that? Right. Semisifuga. Yes. 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 And I, I mean, they're not all um, obscure remedies. I wouldn't say that, but they are the list of remedies we're covering are remedies that we don't talk about as often. I've noticed. That's right. Yes. So, so, you know, I have my top 50, um, Remy's yeah. YouTube on my YouTube channel, um, go and find my playlist, my playlist, top 50 remedies. And I go through quick, like two to maybe five minutes on a remedy, um, in your, that would be probably found in your top 50 kit. Um, but, and some of these are going to be repeated, but we're going to go in a great and a lot more detail. So we'll see you next time. Hey, leave a review. Um, or a comment on YouTube. Um, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, comment. If you're listening to it on iTunes, leave a review or Google, whatever you're listening to, to the podcast. Um, leave a review for me just because it helps get the podcast seen more. And so more people can learn for free all the homeopathy things. Mm-hmm. See you next time. See you guys later. <laughs>